stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> What's going on, my dudes? You are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. My name is Clint. Yes, that guy. Sorry. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy, too. My left is the legendary Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA. Doug, happy Monday. We're talking Dodger baseball, and the Dodgers are once again National League Western Division champions. All is right in the world. The annual tradition again, the Dodgers win the divisions. One year they didn't, of course, was the Giants cheating lab, but 10 division tiles in 11 years. That's not normal. Let's celebrate this team. Just check off that one big box. Lots of baseball head, but hey, could not be more proud of this team for what they have accomplished this season. It's been a fun team. We got we want to get your guys' thoughts in it. Noah's uh, DJ producer, Noah Cameras on the board, hitting the buttons, hitting the ones and twos. He's getting more used to the soundboard, too, so I'm very excited. I'm getting real used to, to see it what uh, what's going to come. I'm very When's the best time? There, when's the, I'm very comfortable. Guys, uh, on today's show, we are having more reactions and takeaways from the 10th uh, NLS title in 11 years, which uh, this just end is pretty good. Um, I have to wonder, we have to wonder, did the the uh, the postseason pitching plan just change from what we saw over the weekend? Because it felt felt like a good uh, a good blueprint to go all the way. Plus, we got to give Andrew Friedman his due, and I have an opinion about this team that involves friend of the show, Gavin Lux. We'll get into a little bit later and some more love for Dave Roberts because people don't give enough love to the man, the, 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 the best winning uh, manager in Dodgers history and in baseball history at the moment. If I remember right, guys, Subscribe to the YouTube YouTube channel. We're so damn close. If we if enough people subscribe while we're live, we could give away a Mookie Betts jersey today. It could happen. We won't give it away today because we honestly need to look up how to how to do that. We got to look up how to do uh, what is that called? Uh, what do we call that? Uh, giveaway action. Uh, finding picking a random subscriber. But once we hit seventy thousand subscribers, we are giving away a, an authentic Mookie Betts jersey. So do subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit a thumbs up on this. Thumbs up. Noah, set the set the the, the, the standard. What are we doing for numbers for, for you know likes? What here? we're doing? What are we doing? Whoa! You. I win. wanted to read this one okay. because Camille Harris said they cannot stay. But Camille, with a $10 super chat, oh, said you can stay on the live, but I wanted to thank you guys for what you do. Thank so, you. Camille, hopefully we got you before you left. We thank you very much for the super chat. Yeah, um, very much appreciate it. We understand we're competing with Monday Night Football right now, but who's even playing tonight? The, well, the first game is Saints-Panthers, and the second game is Steelers-Browns. So They've a bunch of nothing. Now? It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, we're talking about yeah, the Dodgers, your Dodgers playoff-bound Dodgers. Yeah. The best Dodgers team you've ever Get seen? Get your priorities straight. Question mark? Get Probably your priorities not. in line. Probably yeah, not, so um, by the way, yeah, if we get 250 likes and if we get to 70,000 subscribers. In the same stream. In the same stream. Yeah, what are we doing? Shohei Otani's a Dodgers. <laughs> With a full elbow intact. That's the promise Noah just made to you. 
They give him Julio's locker. It means another locker right. open. <laughs> Let's move on to the That's next. That's Colton Wong's locker now. Yeah, get it, get it right. Diane Schroeder says, who cares about football when you've got the Dodgers? Thank you, Let's Diane. Let's go, Dodgers. Yeah. I saw Diane's back in the stream. She's been away for a little bit on uh, on holiday. I don't know what you've been doing, but I hope you've been having fun. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Your, your Dodgers, once again, NL West champions. Like I said already at the top of the show, all is right in the world. Uh, Doug, what were your takeaways? And guys, we want your takeaways in the chat. Please do join in. We will get your guys' thoughts uh, after Doug riffs here for a little bit. But what what was uh what was the what was the emotion in the Doug McCain home? Ultimately, my first takeaway is might be a little nerdy, but I was kind of disappointed because it meant we were going to get a legit press conference with Clayton Kershaw to see how he felt after that start, right? But I will say oh, he would have said I'm fine. He would have said he's fine. This but just I think in, I feel okay. I feel fine. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go compete and give this team a good start. But I think really my my feelings, my reaction was, look, this team has accomplished so much this season when they weren't supposed to. This was supposed to be the transition year. This was supposed to be the rebuild year. They wrote the Dodgers off. The Dodgers didn't write back. They said, look, all these experts out there, they can predict the Padres, but the Dodgers, despite one of the more trying years that this organization has ever experienced when it comes to injuries, you had nine rookies, nine rookies making debuts this year. You used 16 starting pitchers this yep. season. You had 47 starts from rookies. The list goes on. On and on. We're going to get into that more in a little bit here, but I do think this is my favorite division championship in this run. I think it's the most rewarding division championship in this run, but as far as this series with the Seattle Mariners goes, my big takeaway, one, is that Emmett Sheehan looked outstanding. And Emmett Sheehan, Great. I think, completely locked up his spot in this postseason roster. You saw the <clears throat> command was better. You saw him working the change of bottom of the zone, getting out the lefties. And I think for him, that's the biggest key. It's just locating that explosive four-seam fastball. I love the combination there. I think that you are going to see a combination of possibly yeah. a Clay and Kershaw go three or four innings and we go one time through the order, 11, 12 batters, and you go to an Emmett Sheehan. And I love the contrasting styles there. You got a Kershaw. <laughs> Goes out there with the command. Kerr sitting at 84 with the slider. Yeah. And then Emmett dropping 94 Dr down the explosive. dick. Explosive. And look, you're I mean, trying 97. to. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. 97, just with the movement. Like I said, scouts will tell you it's the most explosive fastball in this organization. You look at the combination there. They combined for seven innings, gave up three hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, no runs. So you can beat them in the aggregate. So my first big takeaway from the series is that, hey, Emmett Chin was outstanding. I think he's absolutely locked up his spot in this Dodgers postseason mix. Yeah, I want to save more of that talk in a little bit because I agree. I think... In my opinion, this series opened my eyes in a number of ways, and all of those ways were on the pitching staff. Um, and I think it changed their their postseason plan. Like I already said, also at the top of the show, I think this was kind of the blueprint. This series, you're playing against a, a team with, with playoff aspirations, championship aspired, if you will. And uh, they went in there and they swept them, and they did it in just about like every way, including the hangover lineup, the B lineup on Sunday that beat them pretty handily. Um, you saw you saw good stuff from Gavin Stone. You saw good stuff, really good stuff from Emmett Sheehan, who I think very much went from a bubble guy to he needs 100%. to be on the postseason roster with where the pitching staff is. Um, a couple of things I wrote down, and then we'll get we'll get to to the comments real quick. But uh, I have to address for for myself and Noah Doug's personal attacks. On us, Facts. on this show, Facts. on Twitter, talking about the experts, Facts. putting them in quotes, the experts who picked the Padres. The Padres, the, the Padres were supposed to be good. 
They just weren't. Everything went wrong. Manny Machado, not a leader. He lied to me last year. He could lead when everything is going well, but he thinks that showing up to work is is him being a leader and just showing up to your job is not enough when you're the highest paid guy in that locker room. Uh, they were supposed to be good. They couldn't ever figure it out. They never pulled on the same side of the rope together. They said it a lot, a lot of lip service coming out of that Padre locker room. Um but when everybody in the entire world says they were going to be the division champions and the other team is coming off of, um, let's say, a not great offseason performance and free agency, I think it's fair to say, yeah, the team that just spent all this money and added talent that also made it to the league championship series is probably going to not run away. I never thought it was going to be a runaway, but I figured they would win the NOS. They did not. So on defense of myself and others, and especially That's Noah, I say poo-poo on you, sir. Yeah, poo-poo. Hey, where, where is where is that uh, rookie of the year for Ryan Pepe? We were promised. Hey, if he had gone the whole year, he might even be in the mix. I think Miguel okay. Vargas. Miguel Vargas. <laughs> listen, I wasn't calling you to be honest. In all fairness, yeah, I, I know. But I really, we're, yeah, we're listen, having we're, yeah, we're. I know you're esteemed experts, but I mean, look, I, look, I just think that it I am a really journalist. Is something that motivated this team, and for me, when it comes to narratives like that i think the moral of the story is you can never trust the san diego padres like i said the That's murphy's law of baseball teams or the clippers of major league baseball and to me i take the warren buffett stock advice approach when it comes to teams when most people get interested in stocks when everyone else is but the time to get interested is when no one else is, right? To me, that's I was going to stay on Dodgers Island there and die on Dodgers Island. I think it was Damn worth it just because, Facts. look, the reality is say, I had the Dodgers winning 97 games this year, winning the division by five, because I think you have to trust this organization on the margins. You have to trust the leadership. You have to trust the character of the guys in that clubhouse. And look, the reality is they've won 10 division titles now in the last 11 years because they know what to do. They have the blueprint. They have the path to do so. They didn't have that down in San Diego. Diego. And I think there's a lot of turmoil down there. I think you look at the way that organization is ran. It just feels like, look, I'll bet on the Dodgers. Now, I would probably give up a lot of those division titles to beat the Padres last year in the NLDS. Trust me, I would have. But hey, I think in the regular season, you got to give this team a lot of credit. They understand how to win ball games on a day in and day out basis. But yeah, I mean, I think that, look, it, look, I think for me, when it comes to picking the Padres, I don't think it was as much as People around there, oh, the Dodgers aren't talented, the Dodgers aren't this or that. I think it really just comes down to you get bored and tired of a certain narrative. I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, yeah. look, if you're out there and you're an ESPN writer, a CBS writer, baseball writer, it's boring to keep saying the Dodgers yeah. win again and again and again, but they do. And and what's the saying? You know, uh, any publicity is good pub uh, publicity, and everybody's getting called out on those takes, uh, especially your friend, Ben Verlander, who uh, is getting slammed online about a number of and takes. And the worst part is he keeps responding to people. Hey, you, like, got, just, you can call just me I, I, I had the just, Dodgers uh, playing the Yankees in the World Series because I had picked the Dodgers versus Astros last three years. So there you go. They had a bad year. They're actually picking up of late, by the way. The Yankees are kind of on fire. Jason Dominguez was good for a second. So, yeah. Good look. for a second. All right, let's pause for yeah, a let's second. Get some comments. What's going on in the comments uh, there? Paul T. said, how about an all-rookie pitching staff in the postseason? Crazy how good we are and will be in the future. We got Roy Estrada said, this feels like 1988 all over again if you were born. Uh, we got. I was there. Uh, if any, I don't know if you guys were there. We were but, there. Uh, I was not. Um, but Doug was covering. Sounded pretty fun. Started. Uh, we got a comment here from Diane Schroeder. Said two hundred in the house. Smash the like button for Clinton. Like I very much agree with that. And we also got one of these guys. Super chat. You, you win. win. <laughs> Perfect. You, you win. Win. This Perfect. one is from Disco King Zero Two. 
This Disco Gang says, thanks for the stream on my birthday. Disco oh, King. Oh, Disco Happy King. Birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Chief? If, if you want to let us know how old you are, you're welcome Whoa, to do that's that. that's a private personal conversation. But let us know your social security number. Disco <laughs> King says, thanks for the stream on my birthday. Appreciate all your work. Quick question. Favorite rookie this year? Personally, got to go with Sheehan. Who's your guys' favorite rookie this year, each of you? Listen, I love I love gritty outfielders. So I, I think I got a lot of love for Johnny DeLuna. <laughs> Give me some James Outman, man. Like the the out of nowhere, out of out of Outman guy. You wouldn't you didn't expect this this year to come out of him and and the ups and downs. The it's a good story. It's a fun story that if they find a way to to bring home a championship uh in November, because the postseason extends into November, it's a good story. It it adds to the story and the intrigue of a, a full season and a championship and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. You got a guy? D-Mac? I absolutely have to say Bobby Miguel Miller. Vargas. Miguel all Vargas. Right. Listen, right. if Look, Miguel Vargas has one fan, Doug is that fan. For the blind, he is the vision. For the hungry, he is the chef. For the thirsty, he is the You're water. You're reading something. And for, and for uh, the Dodger fans, he's the guy in AAA. <laughs> if Vargas has no fans, I don't exist. Listen. In the immortal words of uh, what's his butt? Getting a lot better, to be honest. Of what's his butt? <laughs> I mean, it was named for some with reason. Next escape, John Miller. He's back, 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 back in AAA. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time. He's Woo! gotten a lot better this year, though. Yeah, so Dylan Hare said, yup, largely written off preseason and hit a lot of speed bumps throughout the season. Very proud of this team. Dylan, that's a very great point. Is that maybe a... It's, it's close. It's you don't want to... Maybe that's a Hornito sick taker. We can't bust our load Hornito. too early. Hey, we can have multiple shots. It's a Monday. We can't bust our load that's too a, early. That's a Hornito's sip taker. Yeah, we'll the take the sip right taker. There. We're, not, we're not going to hold it up even. We're trying but multiple. It's, it's good. Well, the, the Hornitos has yeah. several it's good. flavors. But if your... someone thinks they could beat that comment, now you have something to strive Let's for. know in the comments below, <laughs> quite literally. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. For me, uh, on this championship, um, before we dive into a little bit more about the series and what we kind of learned, I think it is for me... Um, what we did learn in that series, what we what we learned about this team, and really what we learned about about Andrew Friedman, we have a lot to talk about uh, for Andrew Friedman's work on this team this offseason. But I think it just reaffirms like the respect this man deserves because nobody had any idea what this Dodgers team was doing. It, it, there was confusion all around baseball. Again, the pundits, all of us were like, "What the hell is going on?" You get these. These random signings, uh, you know, Jason Hayward as a minor league free agent. You got Cody Bellinger walked. You got all the Turners gone. It was a, t a season of seismic shift. David Peralta pops in out of nowhere. And this team came together, and, you know, they talked about it a lot. I did <laughs> another one of the things I really love is the veterans. You get Miguel Vargas. You get, I mean, Vargas, sorry. He would never be there. He would never. He would Doug. never. Miguel Rojas, you get him speaking. You get Jay Hay speaking, being the kind of vocal leaders in that clubhouse. And this was something, you know, we were talking about before the show, something I was complaining about, crying about, bitching about after the Dodgers got bounced by the Padres last year. This is a team that needed a seismic shift. 
I didn't want the same carbon copy, boring white dudes in there. I didn't want another Trey Turner. I wanted no more. Love Justin Turner, all-time Dodger legend. The time was done. They needed a different voice, a different vision, a different type of leadership. And they needed some flavor in there. They got a little bit of some Jay Hay. They got some Peralta. You got some uh, Miguel Rojas. You got a lot of flavor, a talent, people that have been through a lot of different things in the game of baseball. And it's put together one of the more exciting and polished group of players that we have seen in a while. Uh, you know, the, like the 13 team, 2013 team, that was a fun team. Just saying not the most talented group out there. Yeah, they had, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw when he was still a cheat code before the body style started falling apart. Uh, and, you know, Zach Cranky, but they were still learning how to play together. This team learned how to play together very quickly. Everybody assimilated me. You saw the conversation, the, 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 the way um, Max Muncy and Miguel Rojas interacted with each other. That's, that's just uh, a dynamic that, yeah, 100%, uh, somebody like Justin Turner, his, his fingerprints are still on this team with guys like Max, with guys like, like Freddie Freeman and all that, but everybody came together. There was a, a collective effort to, to get this, uh, this NOS, but also NOS doesn't mean anything. That's not what we're here for. We're here for a piece of metal, but it was fun. It was a, it's a fun, it was a fun group to watch. I did not expect them to celebrate as hard as they did Me for neither. an NOS. <laughs> I was, I even had it written in an article, a subdued champagne toast. I had to pull that out <laughs> because they partied hardy. When I heard, where's the tequila? I hope they're reaching for you know some fire. But, uh, but the IL when they when they when they uh, opened what's what are you saying? He said the intoxicated list. That's pretty good. But when they opened oh, with funny. hey, let's go with the tequila shot before the champagne toast. I was like, all right, these boys are here to. They want it. They were getting down. They yeah. want it. No, I agree with everything you just said, man. I think you absolutely nailed it, Clint. Because like, I think the reason why this Dodger team is the model organization is because even in a quote rebuild year, even in a year where they were decimated by injuries during certain stretches and you had one of the worst pitching staffs as far as overall team ERA goes, they still not just won the division, they ran away, ran away. with the ran division. Away. They absolutely smoked the competition. You're talking about clinching in mid-September. So that's what's so impressive to me. And you talk about that team last year. Like I was saying, they were the chat GPT Dodgers, the 111 win Dodgers team. It felt Checks like out. Andrew Friedman just Googled the prompt, give me a 111 win team. You had Trey turns like a robot running the bases 100,000 miles <laughs> per hour. They won a ton and ton of games, but he didn't feel that soul. Even felt like Hanser Alberto's dancing kind of felt a little forced, a little yeah. contrived. This team's authentic. This team has a genuine love for each other. It's great camaraderie. And I think there's a couple of reasons why I feel like this of all the division titles, we lived through them all, and we're old enough to know about the lean years where stuff like this was not commonplace it's not lost among us i would say the reason why it's my favorite is one you had a combination of elite talent we're talking about two legitimate bona fide mvp yeah. candidates and mookie betts and freddie freeman which is i appreciate sorry to cut off your riff there but i appreciate uh when when uh kershaw was talking about like you know we didn't get the love yeah of the media when we we're coming into the season that's fine but also you look at the roster we still had mookie betts and freddie freeman we're in a pretty good spot 
Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I think that they almost bought into that. They leaned into that this season. They Coming off the year they had last year, yeah. I think it was beneficial for them to have a team like the Padres, have a team have that Padres fest where they're saying, doesn't matter who we're going to play in the World Series, we're going to win this and that. It felt like the Heatles saying, not five, not six, right? And they kind of bought into that. But if you look at I me, mean, their yeah. ERA, 462 ERA, that was 19th. That was their worst ERA since 1929. They had their worst whip since 2012. Worst walk to... <laughs> I got the walk ratio since 2012. The war was the lowest since 1944 per player for the starting pitching. So, I mean, you look at that and the fact they overcame all this to me, I think it was so impressive. But yeah, I think my reasons are one, you got those elite players. Two, I think you had the rookies. The youth movement was real. Yeah. I talked to Dave Roberts in the offseason. I asked him about this, and he said that was a little aggressive for me to call the youth movement. Ran yeah. into him at CPK. Ran into him at CPK. It was an organized event there, yes. guys. I'm not crazy yes. like that. One that you organized? Uh, it was a Dodgers uh, organized one. But I would say <laughs> he said it was a little aggressive. And he mentioned Freddie Freeman and Mookie Best and all those guys. But the reality is, like I said, you had nine rookie debuts this year, and they all contributed to varying yeah, degrees. Everybody. You found you know, your I, new I, I had a throwaway Johnny DeLuca in there, but he did contribute to this. How about team the two the way. catch the catches against the Texas Rangers? Yeah. Made a diving catch, robbed one, and that's the thing too. It's another thing that really makes this year so much more special than last season. Last year set a franchise record, one hundred eleven games, but this year up and down that lineup, every single player feels like they had their moment. You even had the Austin yep. Barnes game had the home run, right? You had Max Muncy walk off shot against Craig Kimbrell and the Phillies. How many moments did we see from David Peralta getting clutch base hits? He had the Dodgers first walk off of the year on Jackie Robinson night and I think yeah, that boy. that night really kind of encapsulated what this team was because that inning you had James Albin get the big hit you had Vargas get the hit Albin ends up scoring so Peralta has big hits and also Max Muncy bounced back here last year he was struggling with health Chris Taylor he has a bounce back here last year he was struggling with health so I think when you look at up and down this lineup every single player chipped in every single player really contributed Kike coming back and, Kike, and being Joe an Kelly. asset. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe Kelly didn't deserve a mural at Dodger Stadium. I'm sorry. Disagree. Joe Kelly no. for life. Joe Come Kelly on. for life. Come on. He, like, okay, that's that's debatable. But I mean, look, you look Kike Hernandez. I mean, 720 to OPS, love, three love, home runs, 15 Joe doubles. Kelly, but we're not in mural status. I mean, just, but look what they've done. Because he had the damn jacket. Look, like, come on, man. He threw it for Fernando Tatis Jr., man. You can get it for there, yeah. there, there, there should be a standalone mural of Clayton Kershaw. Before there's a mural of Joe Kelly at Dodgers. Well, we Stadium. got some Kershaw stuff. Yeah, I said a standalone mural. A standalone. Yeah, but, but Joe Kelly frowned. Oh, it's true. He did frown after having poor control against <laughs> Carlos Correa. It's all for the IG. He also man. frowned it's a great when IG he gave up that grand slam to Howie Kendrick in the uh, NLDS. Yeah, look. I mean, he also a, frowned when he has only pitched in six games in the two months that he's been back with the team. Listen, again, I like Joe Kelly. I don't think but, mural, yeah. and, and that's making the fact that he has a mural is apparently making me not like him right now. <laughs> look, I mean, it's a great Move Instagram opportunity. But look, I mean, just right? I, I just to put things, shout out Jonas Never though, great work. I mean, put things into perspective. I mean. With the pitching staff was obliterated at one point. Like I said, 16 stars, only the Royals, A's, Reds use more starters this season. Not only did they win the division this year, it's not like they followed the formula from years past. They didn't do it in the Dodger way, which is always just pitching, pitching, pitching. Yeah. This year, the oh, offense stepped up in a big, big way. Offense, they really carried for months on end. And you don't realize this now, but I mean... They were below 500 at the 21 game mark, right? They were playing middle of the pack for months on end. Everybody was having kids. 
Yeah, yeah, everyone was having <laughs> kids, right? And then they had that terrible series where they lost 15 to nothing against the Giants. And I think that was really the turnaround. That was the yeah. worst loss since 1898 when they were the, at the, uh, the Brooklyn Washington Park. You know, this, I mean, honestly. it's crazy. So I think the fact that you had the turnaround, you had people step up. I mean, you're going to look back on this season. Thor was a bust. Dustin May goes down with injury. Gonson goes down with injury. Kershaw, pitching at an all-star level, he goes down. Yeah. Bobby Miller emerges as an ace. I mean, I think this is going to go down as one of the most memorable regular seasons in recent memory. And you look at this franchise, you look at this team, all you can do is try to get in the postseason and give yourself the best chance to win. All you can do is try to find a way to win the division, which allows you to get a bye, which allows you to put yourself in a chance to win 11 games in October, and that's all that matters. And now you're talking about a team that has the third longest postseason streak behind those 90s and 2000s Braves and Yankees teams. So you're yep. up there with the elite franchises when it comes to sustained consistency. And then guess what? You're doing all of this while still being able to maintain that financial flexibility to go out there and get a yeah. Shohei Otani. You know, and we cleaned man, up. Yeah. I was it, say, and maintain your, your farm system. Exactly. Look, this team is where it's at for the two Ds, draft and develop. That is what they do, and that's why they've had so much success. And like I said, whatever happens this this postseason to me is the ultimate house money postseason. I truly believe that. If they lose, of course, you're going to have people out there saying, World Series or bust, World Series or bust. Clint, I don't look awesome. at... World Series wins or losses year by year by year. I look at it per era, right? It's totality. The totality, the complete body of work in that era. And if body you lose body. this year, I think you give yourself a better chance to win next year because you got so much experience for a Bobby Miller who you fast-tracked his A status. Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepe. You're going to see what you have in these guys. And also some of these other guys I think are auditioning for the future too, like a <laughs> Jason Hayward, right? I mean, do you bring him back? So I think this year has been a absolute unbelievable success for this Dodgers franchise. And I think, like I said, at the end of the day, you're still in a perfect position to go out there and get Shohei Otani. You saw what happened. Of course, they, he cleans out his locker and guarantee Andrew Freeman texts him. You up, right? Already trying to start that process. So I just love the grit. Give me the gritty Dodgers this year. Give me the underdog Dodgers in 2023. Speaking of body, yaddy and house money and double D's. What do we got going on in the chat? Body, yaddy, there? Yaddy. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. We got a little bit of not happiness on your Joe Kelly take. Clint. I'm sorry. This this is, is, he's not. He can be a good Joe pitcher. Kelly for life. The numbers, whatever. I'm just, I don't think you needed that mural right now. Um, there's a lot of talk about Colton Wong. People want to see him in the postseason. People are liking what hey, they're seeing out of the, the kinda, gritty veterans. It, it, kinda, even even, kinda, even Colton sneaky. Wong. Even Colton Wong had a moment, right? Kinda I mean, sneaky got clutch. the sack fly. It wasn't deep enough, but it was Wong enough. And I think. Come on, man. That wasn't good. <laughs> I feel bad. I totally just showed him up tried. this moment. Man. I tried. Derailed. But yeah, I mean, look, every every single <laughs> player just got a little shot has had a big moment you. there. So I think it really speaks to this team and everything they've done this year. So could not be more proud of this group. And I think that it's just one stop, one stop. They're ready to keep going. We're at the midterm, right? We need to ace that final, get all the way to the World Series. And I think this team, real, I, I think too, Clint, that this year they've been positioned to have success in the way that teams are having success in the bullpen where, hey, yeah, maybe you have Bobby Miller, who's probably going to be the only guy you're going to see used as a traditional starter, right? But they're going to be able to mix things up. And I think this team is playing with a great chip on them on their shoulders. And I think this is the year that they really make some noise in the postseason. Let's go. I like that noise. You I like win. that noise. We got ourselves a super chat. This one is from Ed D. For reels. Eddie for reels, but it's like a lot of capital, so I wanted to emphasize all the capital. Reels. Eddie for reels. Five dollars super Eddie. chat. Thank you very much, Eddie. Said, Do you think we will extend Will Smith or are we going with Cartaya? 
So we, we hey, talked. Dal- Dalton Rushing is there too. Just so. Dalton Rushing is there. We got there. him on the show Wednesday, by the way, interviewing All right. well, Dodgers' number one prospect. No, it's messing around. Uh, and Dalton Rushing, Dalton Rushing's t- uh, uh, organization mate, uh, Diego Cartaya, who signed. We our, love interviewing number one prospects catchers. Yes, sir. Dodgers catcher number signed, one prospect. Signed the shelf. Doug did an interview with him here in this office in the offseason. My guy, uh, Diego. Good, good stuff with uh, with the kid. I forgot what the question was. What's the question? Will Smith. So we talked a lot about the Will Smith like uh, extension the Dodgers just don't offer extensions. They really don't. And if they are, they're they're somewhat short, shorter term. You know, you saw the like the kind of two year stuff with with Barnes, with uh, Muncie, with Rojas, Rojas out of nowhere. You know, they kind of did that with. Um, didn't they do that with uh, Walker as well? I think. Pretty sure they did. Yeah. So long term extension. For Will Smith, I just don't see it happening. I think it needs to happen. I think you're talking about uh, one of the best catchers in baseball, even if he is tired and they're blaming it on a rib that isn't wasn't a factor because he had a better month <laughs> of May after the broken rib. I think we're making up stories here, if I'm being honest. I think you've got a kid who's playing a lot of the most demanding position on the on the field and wears down the same way all catchers do. But anyways... Dodgers are not ready to go in on the Cartaya train yet. He had a down year this year, actually slipped in prospects ranking, and we're pretty far, not that far, but we're, we're far enough away from seeing the next wave with um, rushing or maybe like a, was the other guy, like Jesus Gaez or however you say I mean, they're name. so deep. They're so deep. I actually talked to Tim Rogers about him, and I'll drop that this weekend at some point too. But yeah, I mean, you look at the catcher depth, it's just not what's in this organization's MO. I mean, I would love to see Will Smith extended, go five years, 80 plus million, 85, 86 million, maybe at a six year option. They take some over 90 million, something in that range. But I think for Will Smith, he's someone that understands the what's happened in this Dodgers organization that you're not going to see very many extensions. We consider the depth that this organization has. Maybe they consider that, but I also think maybe a position change later in his career is something that's possible too. But yeah, if he continues to hit at the rate he's hitting at, he's someone that has remained healthy as well, and he's been able to post. So yeah, it just doesn't fit with what the Dodgers do. They're not the Braves. They're not the Padres. They give out more extensions than your local hair salon. But I do think Come that on. when you look at, at this franchise, I think it's something that they have to start consider doing because I think you look at other organizations out there locking up their talent. But what they don't have, though, is they don't have the ability to get players on short-term deals, right? They don't have the ability to use these prospects to cash in on rentals on a yearly basis, and that's what the Dodgers do to maintain that flexibility. When they spend big, it's on the Freddie Freemans and the Mookie Betts. Will Smith, an extension, it does make some sense. You could buy out some of those free agent years and save some money on the back end, but I just don't anticipate that with this organization. No, No. next time you get a chance to sit one-on-one with Andy and talk to him. Yeah. Speaking of, you let him know. What else you got? Carnivorous Lunar Activity said, if putting Colton at second base is Wong, then I don't want to be right. By far the funniest Wong meme, Wong pun of of the day. That was really good. Call that a hornito shot. Take care of the day. I'm down. Hornito. I mean, the other one was probably more, but hey, guys, make sure you drink fresh. Drink hornitos. I probably we probably need to like really put a graphic up there or something. We'll get happens. there. But guys, we'll get there. Drink responsibly. But when we do, we drink hornitos. Mix it up with some uh, some marg mix, and you're gonna have a good time. Also, really quickly, if we get to 200 likes, we will we will do another hornito shot. Take care of the day. I thought. Wait, two, so that 200 is a shot taker of the day. 250. And 250 is Shohei Otani's guaranteed Plus 70,000 subscribers. And 70,000 subscribers. Then Shohei Otani is a Dodger. We're super close, guys. Like, the Dodgers. Like 100 and change away from yeah, 70K. The Dodgers. You know, a little bit ago, we talked about house money. 
You know, what are some ways we could use house money? Yeah, guys. So here's the thing. Disregard Monday Night Football. Disregard the Monday Night Football behind Noah. Baseball is more important. Um, so Mojo Fantasy, I've told you guys about that a bunch. So we had a lot of fun doing the contest last week. Um, I actually have some winners here. Um, and they don't have the exact username. So if, let's do this. If you guys played in the tournament, drop into the comments what your username was if you won or lost. I think there were like 15 winners. So Mojo Fantasy, download the app. DN2023 is the code to use. It's a ton of fun. It's like sports betting mixed with stocks, mixed with live betting, all that kind of really fun stuff. We're going to be having tons of contests probably every week is what we're hoping. So there'll be tons of ways for you to make money. And even better, this is something you want to hear. We at Dodgers Nation are going to give away Whoa. a signed jersey to all of the people who download Mojo and use our link code DN2023. So in the description below, there's a link to download Mojo Fantasy. Click that. Download the link when you deposit it. Use code DN2023 for a 100% deposit match up to $100. That could be $200 to work with. And we are going to give away a signed jersey. And we're going to do even better. We have some ideas, but put in the comments who you want that jersey to be, and we will do our best to get that jersey. Okay? So it's that easy. If you want a signed jersey, if you want to make money, if you want to have fun sports betting, why would you not? Why would you crazy. not? Crazy! I didn't Mojo know we're giving away a jersey. So who? So who's? Are we, am I signing it? Or is it a player signing it? Like, how's this work? It's going to be a player signed. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Player I, was, signed. I was hoping it wasn't going to be us signing. It's not going to be like, Doug's signature. If you want Doug, Doug signed, signed socks, hat, we'll we'll give Doug signed socks. Doug all signed socks. Yeah, give you a but post Shoey. in the comments. Give him some love. Give him some love. Tell the people why you love. Our friends I Mojo. love Mojo Fantasy. It's one of my favorite apps. I mean, to me, it helps me stay locked in on the day in and day out. Of course, I think it also can help you familiarize yourself with some of these fantasy aspects, the stats. I mean, to me, it's a must for all sports fans. You can also win some really, really cool prizes at the same time. I love Mojo yeah. Fantasy. And we are going to give away that jersey. So please, in the comments, tell me who you want that signed jersey to be because I am going to get that jersey. No, you're going to get it. I'm going to get it. it. You can go to our friends over at the, uh, the Dodger Club Auction. store. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I don't know where things are. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to get that, so tell me who you want. And then if you use that code, you are going to have a chance uh, Andrew, of winning that jersey. Andrew wants an Austin Barnes. All right. Well, so far, Austin Barnes is winning, guys. So if you don't want an Austin Barnes jersey, you better get in here. Carnivorous Lunar Activity says, bleed mojo, think mojo. He's right, but that's not a person, so... <laughs> No, yeah, it's true. But yeah, please let, let let's get that let's get that jersey in there. So let, let me know. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Let's uh, let's uh, shift gears a little bit, guys. We already talked. Uh, actually, I want to I want to go back for a second because we did, uh, as we usually do. We talk. We 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 uh, long in the tooth when it comes to the words, which is not how you'd say things. But I do want to go back a little bit and and focus on this weekend series with the Mariners, which you know you had pointed it out. Like this did feel like kind of a postseason preview. You saw the way uh, the team deployed its pitching. 
uh, Shelby Shelby Miller's friend Bobby was was lights out in his start, even if he got you know, a little lit up, not lit up, but he got hit a little bit late in the game, but still was able to come out having a, a, a quality enough start for this team. He got some innings. Kershaw back looked frightening in that first inning. I thought it was Jover, and then he came all the way back, and he looked right, even though the velo still wasn't there, but that piggyback with Emmett Sheehan, who to me is really the guy that that moved up he brought his mojo stock all the way up was Emmett Sheehan, but the short burst uh, young pitchers, as you called it, with Gavin Stone earning his uh, his first career save yesterday. I, I really do feel like what we saw this weekend changed the postseason plan for the Dodgers and and with particularly with those rookies that can um, light up the radar gun, but also get away with some nasty stuff. Do you One, feel the same? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's basically what you know, we talked about on the postgame show is that this really is the dress rehearsal, right? This is how you're going to see these pitchers deployed. And the fact is, yeah, you're going to see a traditional start for a Bobby Miller. Hopefully he goes five, six, seven innings, probably five or six, right? But Clayton Kershaw, I think if you were out there hoping that he's going to go six or seven in the postseason, that isn't happening. I, like you, it was very terrified. I like you, in, <laughs> I like you a lot. I, in that first... <laughs> Inning there when he was struggling with the command. I mean, he was missing bad arm side, yeah, glove side. He was side. not being the man because he did not have the command. Exactly. If you want to be the man, you'd have the command. But average. Facts. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, still four scoreless. Still four scoreless innings. Yeah, got the results. He finds a way to, I think, you I, you had a good tweet about it, but he finds a way to to keep runs off the board, man. That's what he does. I mean, no one has mastered the art of being able to be effective without your best stuff than Clay and Kershaw. He's absolutely mastered that art. And I think, too, he just felt like he did get better as the game got along. It felt yeah. like he was an engine trying to turn over, trying to turn over. Finally, it turned over there yeah. in the third inning. Yeah. You saw more <laughs> swing and miss. Did give up that double there, but still... That for him, it's about avoiding fastballs right down the middle of the plate. And I think he is adjusting. I think that shoulder injury is impacting his mechanics. If you kind of look at side-by-sides yeah. of his deliveries, he's adjusting, and that's impacting his velocity and his overall command. Now, he's not a velocity-reliant pitcher. He's not someone that needs to throw 96 or 97 to be effective, but he does need to hit his spots. And that's what we need to know about Clay and Kershaw. But I think after the game, after... <clears throat> The Sunday game, after the Saturday game, when they clinched, I think it was apparent to me that he just wants to have any type of impact for this team. He doesn't need to be a guy that's going to go out there and give you seven or eight innings. Yeah. He just wants to contribute in any capacity because based on his reaction, based on how he was acting, talking about telling Pepio and Miller and all these young pitchers that, hey, this doesn't happen for some players ever. Some players go their entire careers that they don't, not only don't only win a World Series, don't win anything. They don't win a division title. So to have this Show type of success. Anybody? Shohei. Yeah. So exactly. Mike Trout won Mike post Trout one postseason. Yeah. So you talk about him on the mound and his role. I think I love that combination with him and Sheehan just because of the contrasting styles and having a lefty out there that's shout out Rod Yarbrough in the series as well. Yarbrough is someone who I love to see. I love what Barnes said after the game, how he plays with his velocities, takes a little off during certain sequences. Yeah, he's he's got a little bit of dick mountain in him. He does. And he yeah. just like my favorite thing is he makes Feel people feel uncomfortable, right? He makes hitters feel uncomfortable. He's not a guy that you're going to pump gas and trying to give you. Go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, I, I, I want to say is he's just not someone that, yeah, he's your big high leverage guy, but he gets the job done and finds a way. And I think you have to look at the juxtaposition of some of these pitchers. You got the older guys throwing less velocity, but they have experience and they don't know how to get outs with some of these young guys that bring the gas, that bring the stuff that's going to play off in the postseason. And that kind of stuff 
When you combine those two, it could be a lethal combination. Yeah, you need the guys that are going to have stuff that plays up in the postseason. It needs to be on both sides of the roster, but really the focus is on the pitching. Uh, I was talking to also Tim Rogers about it, and I like the way he phrased it, so I'm going to look it up here professionally on my phone. What up, Tim? Um, uh, so, up, Tim? so the thing I had was the Dodgers need to run their best pitching staff out there and Tim said last postseason it seemed like they'd rather trust dudes who were really hurt but had a track record and this needs to be the year where it's not track record guys look if Alex Vesey is not one of your 13 best pitchers he shouldn't be on the postseason roster it's that simple if if Tony Gonsolin was still healthy and he's not one of your 13 best pitchers he should have not been on the postseason roster as as Andrew Friedman said they, they're going to run with 13 pitchers with big boy stuff, and I hope he stays true to that because there are guys who who fit a better um, oh, better role for, that this team needs in October. Regardless, if Joe Kelly is not one of your 13 best pitchers, I don't. Uh, if it comes between Joe Kelly and Emma Sheehan, who are you going with? I don't think it'll be coming between Emmett Sheehan and Joe Kelly. I'm just saying, like, if, if it is, gun to yeah. your head, this is the scenario. I think you're looking more towards the bottom, maybe even a Kyle Hurt versus a Caleb Ferguson kind of at the bubble there. But I do agree. I, to your point, though, I definitely have been on that train for a while now, too, is that you just want, not only do you want your live arms, right, with stuff that plays up in the postseason, also, if you look at those guys, you got multi-inning relievers, and that's what that's they need huge. this time around, that and that's huge. what plays up in the postseason. So Emmett Sheen can go three or four innings. I think Lance Lynn, hopefully he can get, he eat <clears> some innings six, at home, yeah. right? So You are going to need one or two guys to be the innings eater. Yeah, this postseason, it's not going to be like in 20. You're not playing seven games in a row, so, so the depth is... It's important, but it's not as important because you do have your your rest days for for uh, the relievers. But to get through that full tournament, uh, they need they need a couple of guys that are going to be dogs for sure. And that could be I think Lance, a Gavin Stone is a very be. interesting one now too. At this point, we saw the three innings, <laughs> yeah. a little over three innings, and and we still haven't seen Michael Grove back yet. Yeah, who, who's pretty nasty in a relief role. He is. I, I mean, coming I think, out of the pen. But at this point, you know, two week audition. It's a little late, but I mean, yeah. fourteen Taxis, swings and misses for sure. From Gavin Stone in his first career save that he got over the weekend, three and a thirds innings, gave up one hit, no runs. To me, it was you didn't see the hits, right? You didn't see the walks, two walks, but still the command was better. The effectiveness was better. He's starting to figure things out. The light is turning on for Gavin Stone. I think at this point, when you consider the fact that you got days off in between starts, when you're not going to be playing every single yeah. day, I think you can line it up and get a little creative in that first series, the NLDS, because you're not going to be going against a powerful offense like the Atlanta Braves, right? You're going to see yeah. them in the NLCS, presumably, but even them, they're not, they're a team that can hit lefties. They're a team that hits lefties well. So in that situation, it makes all the sense in the world to go with your best arms. I absolutely want to see them go with a Kyle Hurt. I absolutely want to see them go with an Emmett Chin. I absolutely want to see some of these young guys get opportunities. I feel like this is the Goonies, right? Give me the Goonies and they'll go get us the treasure, right? I mean, I think these young Young guys have what it takes. And I think that also just look the way things have played out. They're not attached to any of these guys on that level, right? They don't owe anything to some of these starting pitchers. Whereas if Julio Arias, if he was still pitching, what would we be hearing? That always oh, going to figure things out. He did some things right. They think he's only a few starts away yeah. from being back to the guy he was. And there's no <laughs> question he would get a start and it could cost the Dodgers. So I think there's the trade off. You get the young inexperienced guys, you can go with the the young bucks, right? You can go with the 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 calves, or you can go with the bulls, right? Now the bulls, they have That's more like experience, or but they have less velocity. But the young guys, they've got those live arms that we've seen. I mean, look at the past, Frankie Rodriguez. Why do you have success? Why he's nasty, he's nasty. right? Yeah, nasty. 
nasty stuff, stuff, you know, yeah. and that's stuff plus play to have the stuff, baby. And these guys have that in spades. And I think that this year, with the expectations where they are, where people aren't saying, OK, this is the juggernaut Dodgers with all the expectations. <clears throat> this is the year to try this. And then you add the fact that just the postseason in general innings by starting pitchers has gone down year by year by year. Last year actually went up. But for the most part, in the last decade or so, you've seen it just steadily decline. So I absolutely want to see I me mean, Pepio in a in a Lynn, a possible Yarbrough and a Kershaw. I mean, yeah. all these combinations are very, very interesting and very intriguing. Yeah, openers are going to be a thing. Everything, expect the unexpected, essentially, uh, from this team if they're going to go all the way uh, to the promised land with Mookie once again. What's going on in the chat over there, yeah, Timo Sabi? got a lot of good stuff here, um, a lot of pitching talk. We got Roy Estrada here. So we need to make room for Kyle Hurt. I agree. Believe he is the real deal. We got Mike Saldana said Gavin Stone is getting comfortable, which we saw when he pitched Took last. Um, we got Mike <laughs> Lerma said right now Bobby Miller is the best thrower on the team. Kershaw is the best pitcher. So That's I good point. very much like also, that. Also, I'm going to make that a, a shot taker today. Right, 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 um, we got Carnivorous Lunar Activity mm -hmm. said, a Yarborough is sneaky, effective, and throws strikes. Yes, he. that's what he's been doing. Um, and then a big one from Reed Hallett said, Bobby Miller will be the difference maker in the postseason, which I very much agree with. And then also... You win! I'm not going to read Win. Just do something. You got to do one of these? Should we start doing these for that? Yeah, that's a good right, one. Yeah, we're going to do this. So Choo -choo. we're going a little back here, but Eddie, for reheels, <laughs> after he asked his <laughs> Cartaya Smith question, I very much appreciate this. $5 Super Chat said, thanks for your input. Go Dodgers. Hey, Thank thanks for the you, question. Eddie. I appreciate you asking the question. This I appreciate you, you thinking this is your show. They're just hosting it. Yes, yes sir. So we very much appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. As I saw, I think this is random conversation. Hepatitis C later, so I'd rather have a hurt face a lefty than Vessia. <laughs> preach. Um, which preach. And then also, again, Doug, there's a lot of talk about the Mike Trout stuff, so I, I think we should make a little video out of that. I think people are going to like it. Let's do it. There's a lot. Do it. A, Mailbag this week? Back to Mike back Trout, weeks. maybe. Back maybe. To back we'll weeks. do some more Mike Trout. We've hey, had Mike the fans Trout get talk. what they want. I like this one by Mike Saldana says Marlins are solid. Yeah, the Marlins are winning the solid, right? It's going to be wild card. Marlins, I mean, did you see what they did to the Braves this weekend? I did. Braves better. Did you? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah, like, that Marlins lying. was. Lying? Yeah, no, I was, I was Rosh Hashanah, so. Shalom. Yeah, thank you. That Marlins team looks serious. But yeah, I mean, everyone's beatable in the postseason, and I have. Uh, yeah, we have hepatitis C. I'd rather have hurt face a lefty than Vezia. I remember when you read, I remember when you read that one. Oh, did you read the one? Which one? About oh, yeah. Vezia. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How that, about this? How about let's just do that thing where uh, we move on. Where should we? Because we need to talk about. Uh, oh, wait, here's a good comment here. It says, giving Andrew Friedman his due. Hey, that's a great point because I have it here in, uh, in the script. Uh, we talked about it already a little bit in this show. But I really want to dive into the fact that, again, this is a roster. This is a team that wasn't really... I don't I don't know that there were zero expectations heading into the season. Yeah, wild card was a foregone conclusion, but I don't I don't believe anybody pinned the Dodgers popping champagne on, you know, September what what was it? 16th for the NL West. Nobody nobody had, you know, a, a two week um uh, early clincher for this team. And it, the credit, in my opinion, just goes to Andrew Friedman, goes to Brandon Gomes, goes to this organization putting together um, a quietly a sneaky, great offseason. And that offseason started with a couple of moves. It was, yeah, 
They let they let some guys walk. They let Trey Turner walk. They let Cody Bellinger leave, and maybe there were some chances of him re-signing, but that seemed to close the day. Uh, they did possibly the best offseason move, and that was the addition of Jason Hayward. Jay Hay Kid all the way back, arguably having the best season of his career in a number of areas. And I saw your tweet over the weekend. I could not agree more. This feels like, and yeah, it's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but he feels like somebody who's a must resign. hundred percent. I think he fits perfectly with this team, with this culture. I think you got to keep Freddie Freeman happy. And I think that's been one of the best stories with this team. I think it's the feel good story of the year. Last year was Trace Thompson. The year before that, it was Pujols. This year though, as far as what he's been able to do at the plate yeah. and the strides that he's made, it's just a credit to him and a testament to his work ethic. This guy, was a sponge. He completely reworked that swing. He saw what he was able to do as far as shorting that stroke, hit the ball hard every single time he touches that baseball with his bat. It absolutely is a rocket shot. He's a murderer of baseball. So, yeah, he's been fantastic, but not only on the field, but off the too. field. I mean, he was outstanding. I mean, he was, to me, he's the, the Dodgers hitter of the week. I mean, he was so good what he was able to do. And I think the thing with Hayward is he's someone that – He's made his money, right? He's already gotten paid. He's already made over $200 million in his career, so he's going to be fine financially. I think it's about fit and comfort, and I think the role they have for him, especially when you have Mookie playing second base, it's not like you're asking him to give you 600 plate appearances or anything yeah. like that, but we look at the improvements that he made. First of all, the week he had led the Dodgers with nine hits, five doubles, had a team record three in one game on Saturday, six extra base hits, 1,300 OPS. His home run on Sunday in Seattle's 15th of the year in 339 plate appearances. That's 15. That matches total from 2020 to 2022 with the Cubs in, 500, in 685 plate appearances. So he's made a big improvement, a big impact on this team. And I think 100% Jason Hayward, he needs to be back in Dodger Blue. We've seen this team do this, uh, in, especially in the Andrew Friedman era. You bring in a guy, you bring in a guy who's a clubhouse guy, uh, even if he wasn't having as exceptional of a year as he's having. And we're talking about somebody who's who's posting a near 900 OPS over or since May. Um, they did it with Chase Utley. They did it with David Freese. And this is just the next guy who's who's in that line. And uh, uh, if he wants to be, he's, you know, like you said before the show, a lot of people think he he has the feel of like being three, four, 17 years older than than Freddie Freeman. No, no, he's he's like he's right there. He's the same age. He's still got some ball ahead of him ahead of him if he wants to play. But, you know, like you said, you talk about the comfort level, uh, uh, the fit with the team, the comfort, the fit is there, even if he's a mostly starting outfielder in a platoon role or a, a fourth outfielder guy. Uh, this is a guy that needs to be on this team going forward. And I think uh, just what he means to that clubhouse is more important than the, the production at the moment. Thankfully, the production is there and he's arguably one of the best right fielders in the game. Yeah, no, 100%. offensively and defensively. He absolutely is. And he's someone that we know defensively. He's a five-time Gold Glove Award winner. We know that as a leader, he's been absolutely invaluable to this team. Not just kind of keeping the camaraderie up and sparking these guys and motivating him, but also being a mentor. He has absolutely taken James Alvin under his wing defensively he's given him pointers with the stick how to be a professional how to be a big leaguer and I think that doesn't go unnoticed but yeah he really just shows what being a true professional is all about he's accepted all the changes that he's had to make and I remember yeah. speaking to him 
during spring training. And he told me, hey, the key to my success, I asked him, what's the key to your success? And he says, listening to the coaches and making adjustments as the season progresses and limiting the cold spells. That sounds like a cliche, but that's exactly what he's done. He's listened to these coaches. Yeah. He's changed his swing. He's having success in... Look, during look at Rick Monday in the early days. I mean, oh, there's always these players that just come up big during a postseason run that yes. you at least expect. And I think he's someone yeah. that I could see at the plate hitting a ball a thousand miles per hour he's off the bat, getting a big hit. He's and been the there. Big he's done thing that. Thing is that he has been there. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, I mentioned earlier the track record thing. There's a track record, and there's people that have been there, done that. And this is a man that has been done there, that. won that. And you know, it's funny you bring up the. Um, uh, the conversation, you know, in spring training, and I remember his first, I think his first at bat, he hits a home run in spring training, and then we're like, oh, the Dodgers fixed another one. And then he had that week when we were out there, uh, you know, the second month we were out there in a row, whatever the hell it was, where he was in like a little bit of a cold spell. And it's like, okay, maybe he's not going to do it. And then, like you said, limiting the cold streaks, and he's done that phenomenally this year. He was Start not, of the season he could down. not hit any, no extra base, six yeah. extra base hits last year, 37 this year, one home run last year, yeah. 50. 15 home runs this year, 10 RBI last year, 40 RBI this year. It just goes to show when you put a player in a system where he's happy, he's all hands on deck, he's all in on what the coaches have for him, that he can go out there and perform. There are a lot of people out there, like you said, haywash, saying that this meant nothing, this was just a favor to Andrew Friedman. But he also said that the Dodgers, they were the first team to call. And it just goes to show that you have a roster that has Mookie and Freddie and all these guys in the Dodgers. They call you. They want you to be a part of this organization. Then it's paid dividends. So, yeah, he's a great, great, great success story. A really, really awesome guy. Don't forget, the Cubs are paying $22 million Thanks. for him this Thanks year. Those what Cubs. are the people saying? A lot of great comments. Oh, well, one thing I just want to mention on Jay also, I mean, you think, I mean, like you said a lot, Freddie Freeman's having his best year as a Dodger. I mean, a lot, I think, has to do with his best friend, Jason Hayward, being there and being a happy superstar. Same with Mookie, with J.D. Martinez. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that adds up, too. And, like, Freddie's having this incredible year. Yeah. He's as happy as he's been. Uh, some great comments here. Daniel Silva said, re-sign Jay Hay. He's a great mentor to Outman. We got a hot take here cool. from Brandon Martillo. He said, hot take, Jason Hayward will win the World Series MVP. I mean, wouldn't that Ooh. be quite a story? Uh, we got, oh, I'm going to make it another 108. Oh, oh, if that happens, I will buy whoever said that a, custom, a, J, a Jason Hayward authentic jersey. Okay. I will buy them well, an authentic Jason Hayward jersey. I think you need to, I think we need to make the Mojo giveaway a Jay Hay jersey just for this stream. Anyone down? I don't know about that. We have to get that customized. I don't think they even make those, but okay. So that was Brandon Martillo. Brandon Martillo. Brandon Martillo. I'm telling you, if it happens, I'm buying you a Jason Hayward jersey and I'm asking for the lottery numbers as well. All right. So we got that. We got a few more comments. How about to see you later? Said Hope Hayward can come back on a one year six million. Um, that's what he was looking. Mike Saldana said, I'd take Hay- Hayward on a one-year $10 million, so a little more money. He's definitely going to get more than he's getting paid this year. Yeah, he'll definitely make more than that vet minimum. Uh, that is Cubs sure. fans consider that the worst contract in their franchise history. It's not even close. And I this mean, is Cubs. one of the best in the Dodgers franchise history, considering yeah. it was a minor league deal. Good value. I, I, I do say, I think I titled it on the intro screen, the second, second best, best free ever. agent signing ever. The first best free agent. We're talking about free agency signings. And, yeah, I'm going to have extreme recency bias. I'm I'm not young. I'm not extremely old, but I've been around this team long enough. I remember all. I've seen a lot of the signings. I've seen your Derek Lowe's. I've seen your Kevin Browns. I've seen, uh, let's say, you know, talking to, to Fred Clare back in the day, then bringing back Mickey Hatcher on a deal. I've seen a lot of free agent deals and trades and all that kind of things. We're talking about free agency. Free agency is the the operative term here. Second best 
signing of all time behind Freddie Freeman when you look at the numbers. I don't care what anybody has to say. My opinion is the only one I give a Facts. shit about. Better um, <laughs> than Syndergaard? A hey, few more comments. A few more comments. Gra- I was like Granky in 2012. I mean, there's. Yeah, but the thing is, he left. So yeah, that hurt my feelings. And he, didn't, and he didn't cover third base. Roy Estrada said, "Hey, we're not only good player, but great mentor and teammate." Mm-hmm. The opposite side of things, we want, we want, we want all sides of the of the equation here. Michael Carrillo said, "Don't want Jay Hay next year. He can't play every day. We need to get younger." Oh, he could play every day. He could, just, we're just not. I mean, they're, they're going to want him. to bring up Pajes and Deluca. I think it's a fair point. I mean, I if mean Pajes is going to probably be at least another year behind of being good with that shoulder. But they are definitely going to try to bring up some guys take. next year. You, could, you sure. could also look at it as like, you know, hey, we had our one good year, our, our fling. Let's end it here. Yeah, exactly. Could definitely. Could definitely. Yeah. Um, a few more quick ones. We got Roy Estrada. No, wrong one. Well, hi, Roy. But uh, hi, Roy. I already read yours. Uh, but Mike Saldana said, I don't know why he said that. He said, I think Muncie is on here. Hi, Max. I don't know if Mac Muncie's here, but hey, Max. Hey, if you Max. are. What up, Max? A couple hours before game time, just kind of vibing on the Blue Heaven oh, podcast. Um, we got... Uh, Ricardo Sandoval's in the stream. He said the Dodgers. The Dodgers. We also, also got Noise by Noel. Uh, oh, so he guy. said it's his cat's half birthday. Mm. And he got a happy birthday for oh. Noel's cat. Doug, can you say happy birthday, Noel's happy cat? Happy birthday to I Noel's would, cat. I would, but my foot hurts. Okay. So, so I can't. You won't. But Sorry. We got one from DMAC. So, uh, yeah, I think we're all caught up on the comments for now. A lot a lot of good ones. Uh, Maddie Man 5 Maddie Man 5 Dodge said, hey, we're deserves to get paid for helping us win as much as he did this year alone. Yeah, he's done a lot this year. That he has. The mentorship role, all that kind of stuff. I'm all in on Jay Hay. Uh, another Jay thing, Hay. this is maybe going to be, um, we'll say slightly outside the box, out of the bun thinking here, uh, eat fresh. <laughs> in my opinion, and it's, again, we're all entitled to our own opinions here. I just, I, I, I had the thought come to my head, and I was like, I'm going to buy into it. I think uh, the most important part of this season was uh gavin lux blowing out his knee in spring training because i think that set forth um a series of events that led to this roster turning into what it what it became because at that point yeah it was extremely easy in spring training or early in spring training and yes we all would have preferred gavin lux be on this roster but the the trickle down effect of it chances are extremely likely that James Altman, even if he had a great spring training, was not going to make the opening day roster. Dave Roberts kind of made that, you know, a known factor early in spring training. So that cleared this path for Altman. Uh, Them having a rookie outfielder, they wanted to get a little bit more veteran in there. I think that meant uh, bigger roles. Not having Luxie in the lineup meant bigger roles for uh, David Peralta and Jason Hayward because they were in there early and they took some time to figure it out, but because they needed a couple left-handed bats when they're starting shortstop, which everybody wants to be the starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's every little kid's dream. Um, When you're left-handed swinging, starting shortstop is out. You had to, they had to shift a lot of things around now with, with, um, Miguel Vargas, Rojas taking over at shortstop and, and the role that he, um, took on in that clubhouse of being a leader, being a, a somebody that so many of these these players, uh, the young, being kind of the bridge to the young and the old, and and the Latin side of the of the, the locker room. Um, that wasn't going to happen. He wasn't probably going to feel as comfortable in that voice role, uh, in that vocal role, if he wasn't a starting shortstop. And yeah, it took him a while to start hitting. Now all of a sudden, he's one of the best 
definitely the best nine hole hitter in baseball. But I think Lux doesn't get hurt. All of this doesn't play. I mean, of course, it doesn't play out the same way. That's the way magic and science and things work. If this guy is here, then if X happens, then Y doesn't happen. Well, X happened, and Y uh, worked out. Y worked out really well. Uh, is that is that a is that a fantasy I'm on? Do you think it would have eventually played out something similar? It's interesting. I think the chain of events, the way everything transpired, you could say, okay, that was what sprung James Alvin being a lock to make this yeah. regular season roster. And I think if he doesn't make this opening day roster, you start to wonder, does he get Michael Bush, right? Is he someone who says, oh, he should be up, he should be up, then when he comes up, he doesn't get his opportunity, and it's an only an unlimited at-bats. I think James Alvin was someone that needed to get a lion's share of at-bats. You can just let yeah. him go, let him cook, and, and let him become what he became this season. So, yeah, I think that if Gavin Lux doesn't go down with an injury, you probably see less James Altman most likely. There's still probably a universe where some other guy gets injured and he comes up and then he makes the most of it. But I think that that is the way that it also impacted Miguel Rojas because Rojas is someone who's taken on a leadership role. He gave a nice little speech after they clinched, I think. Look, ideally, like you said, no one wants to see Gavin Lux go out because he's the development of Gavin Lux this year is more important than the development of James Altman this year. It's fair, right? So to find your long term, to find your long-term shortstop, that is one of the most important things for any organization, especially in this day and age. And Gavin Lux is someone who this is the former top prospect in this organization. This is someone who is the youngest player to ever hit a home run for the Dodgers in the postseason. He yep. was someone that had a really nice year last year before he went down with that injury. Wasn't the same guy when he returned. So they were hoping that he was going to be someone who maybe was a fringe all-star. Maybe would hit, like Freddie Freeman told me, he said we were expecting that he was going to hit close to 300 this year yep. and be a big part of this offense. And yeah, I think on the flip side, I probably would have James Altman in there emerging as someone who is going to finish in the top three in in the rookie of the year voting the national league behind Corbin Carroll and Ellie Dela Cruz, but still the way things played out, I think you are right that that allowed James Altman to get his spot on the roster. And he just took that opportunity and he ran with it. And, you know, ultimately it opened the door to see infield Mookie where he is essentially the starting second baseman against right hand and pitching, which most, most pitchers are going to be right-handed pitchers in this league. And, and uh, you know, that obviously doesn't happen if Peralta wasn't hitting well and if uh, Hayward uh, was not hitting well. But all of those things kind of happened. And I think that was the, what do they call it? The butterfly effect, I think it is. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for like a, it was, it was, it was that iTalk studio who makes those like butterfly effect videos or I don't know, somebody on the YouTube. Yeah, no, was, know, Noah's a big time YouTube watcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some uh, you know, some of that baseball channels like hey, the one thing becomes all of these things. And yeah, I think, no, I, I think, think you're absolutely spot on the, for the sure. Early, the earliest, uh, you know, when you put together the story of this season and, and, you know, you're on the calendar and you're putting little strings. on. It was like the on, cold open, really kind of was the cold open was like the Dodgers go the out Dodgers. and sign the Dodgers. <laughs> We're going to start with that. We're all good with that. All yeah. right, that's the first part of the script. The Dodgers sign. To a minor league free agent contract, Jason Hayward, boom, starting and shortstop. And all the replies are like, hey, washed, hey, hey washed. Jay washed. How about that one? Does, oh, that's that good. Does that work? That works. Um, that's one me. other thing I just wanted to add about the, the whole Gavin Lux thing that You're I here? think is interesting. I've been vibing sometimes. Um, <laughs> when Gavin Lux did go down, the very next day, we were there at spring training. Yes, and, we were. Um, there was a quick media scrum with Miguel Roas, and that's when he announced that he wasn't going to go play with Team Venezuela. And I think Huge. that like really made him a leader in the clubhouse like i think that was the time where everyone's like okay like because he really wanted to play he was talking about it before and then he's like you know what i have to be here with my team and yeah he was talking about yeah he was talking about playing the wbc for months yeah he was so excited he was like as long as i'm healthy i'm going he had all those interviews and then he just 
in the like, snap no, of the finger, need, he bows he's out. He's like, I need to be here. And I think that is kind of where he point. became a leader. And Good. then you now he's doing the champagne toast when they yeah. win. So it yeah. kind of goes all the way back to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. He would not have his problem. I got the drills too. Damn. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, that's the show. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he definitely would have had his prominent role for sure. No, definitely. So shout out to those guys. Uh, shout out to James Altman being better than Cody Bellinger this year in so many ways, shapes, and forms. I know that one's People are going to be upset about that one a little bit, but I'm just saying I, I enjoy what uh, James Altman has brought to this team. And thank you, Gavin Lux. You still get a ring for your efforts. Yeah, they need him back. Final thing we want to quickly talk about. Uh, do people have thoughts on on the Lux? Should we should we get into a couple of the thoughts from the uh, from the chat on Lux before we uh, GTFO? Uh, by the let way, let me do a quick look here. Let me do a quick look. See, um, I saw a sooner activity called the DMAC effect. What do you think about that? Doug? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like the butter. Okay. Honestly, yeah. there was I not a lot about him. Lux here. People were talking about him being a better hitter than Rojas, not a better defender than Rojas. But you know, people. Uh, Carter said I, I liked having Lux hit the nine. Yeah, I mean, he, I do feel bad for Gavin because like I, I you know I snuck into your guys' conversation and. And he was ready. I mean, yeah, he, he was put in, so ready. He put in. He, he jacked yeah, up I mean, a little you, bit. And he's Not someone like who had a drugs, I mean, he had a big hit in Game Five of the NLDS in 2021. I mean, there's no guarantee that Rojas or Altman's going to yeah. have that level of success. For me, I mean, I think fast tracking a a long term solution at shortstop is top priority. But yeah, I mean, the good news is rehab is going well. I think he's crushing his rehab, and he's going to still have that runway next season. Yes, opening yes, day is. starter, his dream will come true. It'll be the Darty Dodgers starting yeah, shortstop. Yeah, hopefully, opening oh, star like this things with Bueller. He's gonna be a starting shortstop. Oh, they said, oh my bad. This is starter. Doug's kind of checked that you quickly. Think, you think Gavin Lux is gonna be the opening day game starter? one starting said pitcher? Said yeah, starting, well, yeah, he's starter start, at shortstop. There's still a starter on defense. Oh, he's mad. At, okay, he's now mad. he's mad. mad. All right, we, Doug, we, we, have mad? To, we have to end the stream because Doug's mad. Doug's mad. mad. Quickly, Dave Roberts. Just gives spit spit on Dave Roberts. Spit no. on Dave Roberts. No, look, I think on Dave Roberts. I've said a lot about. Dave yeah, I mean, I would season. say there's no doubt about this has been Dave's best year as a manager. When you look at the hand that he was dealt, he played his cards right. Everyone likes to say that he's got the keys to a Ferrari. Well, that Ferrari was in the shop a lot this season. That Ferrari was being driven by yeah. kids who just got their permits and just got their licenses with all these young pitchers and young players. So I think he did a remarkable job with this team. I think a lot of the vitriol, a lot of the hate towards Dave Roberts is unfair and unwarranted you look at him compared to Lasorda and Alston he's ahead of them at this stage of his career I think if he gets another World Series title he's going to be like a Supreme Court judge they will have this job as long as he wants it so yeah Dave Roberts is the best he's not the, I always say about Dave Roberts he's not the perfect manager but he's the perfect manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers and I get labeled a Dave defender at times I go out to Dave detractors but the reality is that he didn't have the stack deck this year so don't tell me that Dave Roberts doesn't deserve manager of the year and they go out there and say okay the rest of these pundits out there didn't think they had the best roster so I think that Dave did a great job this season I think you look at where this team sits heading into the postseason this team could have fallen off the rails tons and tons of times this year and you talk about a Jason Hayward some of these managers out there I'm telling you they just take up the oxygen in those clubhouses Dave Roberts is someone that's so so secure yeah where he's at that he can delegate he can let Jason Hayward be a leader you can let Miguel Rojas be a leader he would see him do it with Justin Turner in the past and Davis said this has been his favorite team to manage and to me that tells me that he's completely invested he's all in with this group and I think with just the adversity that they faced to overcome that this year and win a division title he's been outstanding the Padres did not even give Dave Roberts an interview for their managerial opening Oof. 
in 2015. That's former Padre. So, uh, unbelievable. Thank you, San Diego Padres. We're looking at the best manager in baseball right now and it's uh, this is kind someone, of not an yeah. argument point. it's if he literally if he wins another world series title he's on a hall of fame trajectory yeah. think of how little too we're seeing uh fire dave roberts in the chat these days yeah someone said well, i mean just yeah, there's gonna be one people understand the fun of just throwing that in there but someone is, I got dave, now we said yeah. it nathan said fire roberts dave and the way he does lean on on his team on the players to to be the voice to police each other and join in when when he needs you know like what max muncie has meant to that that clubhouse as well and 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 him kind of stepping up as a quiet general for dave he he knows he knows who to lean on and those guys uh, usually command the voice of the room but yeah and i um, think dave uh, one thing i think that he does best one thing that he's just off the charts and you can't teach is if you look at some of these players in this organization the max muncie's the chris taylor's players that they've really had some rough years rough moments they've hit austin barnes right they've hit rock bottom at times that they don't get back to where they're at without someone like oh, Dave Roberts 100%. continuing to 100%. instill confidence in them. Every single young player I ask, hey, what's it like to play for Dave Roberts? There's literally not a split second of hesitation. It's is he's great. He's great to play for because look, Dave doesn't need to be the guy that's out there being overly technical with your swing, with your pitching, but his eye means a lot. He's an absolute baseball junkie, right? This is not a glamour job for Dave Roberts. Yeah. This is someone who is out here that absolutely lives and breathes Dodger baseball. Baseball. And look, I mean, I love the fact that he wore number 30 for Maury Wills. If he gets that number 30 retired for Maury Wills one day, I think that'd be great, too, because I think there's a decent shot that he ends up in the Hall of Fame. And what are you going to say now? Like Daniel here. Oh, that's, 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 that, that was a mistake. That was... Now you got to put a dollar in the chat. All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone do that for me, so I don't like an idiot. Daniel Silva says, in Doc We Trust. And I appreciate this one uh, from Carnivorous Lunar Activity to let us know also what could have been don't forget, Dave Roberts was not Andrew Friedman's first choice. Mark, I think it was Mark Walter said, you need to interview more people. And they, they went with Dave instead of Gabe Kapler, who was already fired by the Phillies and not, a, I think they're about Your to. Your wife or girlfriend's favorite manager, Gabe Kapler. And uh, the Giants are on the, the, the edge of not making the wild card after being uh, pretty in the race. I mean, we have your year. manager get. Mandatory drug tests, you know what I mean? I mean, give your manager, oh, manager's juice steroids, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mike Saldana said, I think DMAC and Clint will end up Dodgers front office. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. You guys down? Straight to the bottom. Let's go. All day, <laughs> baby. The basement, here we come. Guys, let's, uh, hey, you got a prediction for the series? How many games are they winning? Let's have some fun with that. Man, let's go with the while. sweep. Let's go with the sweep. Woo, Dodgers bring out the breaking out the brooms. I, I don't know. Two and one. Dodgers, two and one. Say, Dodgers two, take two. And one. They're going to they're gonna destroy Erod tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure this is uh, final, final Dodgers Dodger. homestand of the regular season. This could also be, as I said last week, uh, one of Clayton Kershaw's final re or could be his final regular season start at Dodger Stadium coming Oof. up. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a reality. He That's is going to start jerker. against the Giants either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. One of those days is definitely a possibility. So uh, get those tickets. I understand they are increasing in price as really? we speak really quickly quick question for you guys is eduardo rodriguez getting booed tonight oh he's gonna get so booed for sure he's gonna get dodger, dodger fans do not forget yeah. gonna throw batteries who knows i mean why I'm just don't even don't even answer just yeah. don't need just yeah we're gonna guys find <laughs> us on the internet at dodgersnation.com also find some fine content inside the dodgers.com keep you covered on all your things dodgers i see a hand in the air.
Remember that time when I actually had the super chat? But Let's go! This time, Kevin Uhas decided to say, here's your dollar, go Dodgers. It's a great you. comment, by the way. And he $2, so thank you, Kevin. Oh, awesome. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. Very, you know, we... What is that? Can you Doug, get rid can you of your turn watch? off your watch? Doug got that. a watch <laughs> and he doesn't know how to use it. You know, back in my day, watches just had numbers and uh, time in your cell, uh, like your friend's pager go. numbers. Doug's watch was talking to us. Sorry, guys. This is dragging. This should have been after the show. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are a podcast on all your podcast platforms. It is for free. We're giving away a Mookie Betts jersey. We're super dumb close to giving it away. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Uh, leave a like. Leave a comment on all of our videos. It really helps us out in the uh, old algorithm machine. And again, check out the Mojo app. Mojo Fantasy app. It is in the link. Uh, the link is in the bio uh, of this video. You can also go to DodgerNation.com slash Mojo. Check that one out. I'm Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That's DMAC underscore LA. Twitter and Instagram. That is at Noah Cameras on Twitter or X if you're nasty. X. Dodgers Nation. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those spots. See, thank you for the questions. Thank you for the comments. Thank you so much for the super chat. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. 